and it's another edition of the 10 Point Must on this beautiful Wednesday evening in Cape Town. And before I get stuck into it, I'm sitting here staring at a book called Boxing's Hall of Shame, The Fight Game's Darkest Days by Thomas Myler. I'm just going to read two paragraphs from the back of it. In Boxing's Hall of Shame, Thomas Myler tells of the inside stories of the real fight game. He reveals the sports heroes and villains, mobsters and fixers, its shame and sorrows, providing the reader with a ringside seat at boxing's greatest and most controversial contests along the way. Boxing's Hall of Shame sensationally revisits the boxing scandals, the fixed fights, and the powerful influence of the underworld, taking the reader behind the scenes of the glove sport to reveal the shady underbelly of boxing through the ages. Why? Because we had arguably one of the greatest middleweight fights Definitely in the last 20 years, Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, defended all his gold against Saul Canelo Alvarez in an absolute ripper of a middleweight contest. It went the distance, not what I thought would happen. I picked the right winner eventually, but hey, I was on the Canelo train for weeks before that fight, before I decided to finally sit down and think to myself, why Canelo suddenly deserves to win this fight? Triple G did what he does best. He came forward and he hunted all night long. Canelo did what he does best. He backed up, he pot-shotted with counter-strikes in combinations, and he gave it his all. And I will say this about Canelo. He is one fucking amazing fighter. He's new to the middleweight division, relatively new. This was his first real 160-pound fight. And he showed an immense amount of balls, chin, and charisma in the ring. And they absolutely hit each other with everything that they had. And neither man flinched. Not for 12 rounds. But what happened at the end of the day was Gennady Golovkin outworked Saul Alvarez. Alvarez has his typical stamina issues that has blighted him his entire career. He takes the foot off the gas... Sometimes a whole round at a time, but for the most part, he was fighting in spots and he wasn't doing enough damage in the shots that he threw to keep Gennady off of him. Gennady stalked the whole time. After three rounds, he got more confidence. He started to break Canelo down. The turning point for me was when Canelo took a flush right hook on the ropes. It snapped his head all the way back to where he was looking at Rose Zed behind him. And then it was Golovkin pretty much all the way. But as with boxing, boxing's hall of shame, Adelaide Bird, how do you sleep at night? Delivered a shocker of a result, declaring that Canelo had won 10 rounds and Golovkin had only won two. The other two judges, a 114-114 draw, and I think it was a 115-113 or 12, which was... Hey, the draw wasn't acceptable to me. 115. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I had a 117, 111. I must admit, I wasn't entirely sober when I was marking that one. I had another look at the fight today. I had it a lot closer. But I still had Gennady winning that fight, convincingly. Now, the night before the fight, I went to a friend's house for a bride during the day. And then I decided that I was going to quick make a quick run to the tote in Woodstock. Hollywood bets, I think it was. Firstly, cool experience. <laughs> Walking in there, the chick behind the counter said to me, being the only white boy who was in the entire place, said, 
you're here to lay a bet on the boxing. And I laughed. I said, yes, I am. She goes, you're the fourth white boy who's been in here today to do that. So I went over with her to the computer and she looked up the fight and I laid my bets. I put 100 rand on Triple G knocking out or stopping Canelo in the ninth, 100 rand in the 10th. And then something struck me. I decided to take insurance. If Saul won this fight on a decision because it went 12 rounds, not out of the realm of possibility, especially in boxing. So I took it on two to one, Canelo to win on points. The other two bets of a Golovkin stoppage in the ninth and the 10th was 16 to one. I believe in my previous podcast, I said Golovkin by stoppage in the ninth. Ninth was his best round, but both men were equal to each other's best punches. So those two bets went out the window. Thank you. Devin, you dumbass, don't ever bet on boxing again. I always say that to myself, but I couldn't resist this time. And then it went to the scorecards. And I thought, oh, fuck. I knew this was going to happen. And I knew I needed some insurance. It was ruled a draw. So who keeps that money? The house cleaned up. They kept all of the Triple G bets. They kept all of the Canelo bets. And they probably paid out close to nothing in comparison because I don't think anybody was picking a draw there. The conspiracy theorists, yeah, they probably were, but they're not a lot of those guys running around. So the house made boatloads of cash. Not to mention that they made boatloads of cash less than a month before on all of the schmucks that voted that McGregor was going to beat Mayweather. So they've had a fantastic month. Adelaide Bird sent in a 118-110 scorecard or whatever it may have been before the fight had even started. Corruption in boxing is real. It is all over the place. It's disgusting. I don't know why I love the sport so much. It's probably why I do, because it speaks to a seedy part of my soul. It stopped Canelo taking another loss, and it stuck a fucking draw on a perfect record. Triple G was all class after the fight, and even in the press conference. Yeah, he said, it's bad for boxing, or whatever it may have been in his broken English accent. It was the biggest drama show that he could ever have promised the fight fans of this world. Having said that, do I want to see a rematch? Fuck yes. Give me that rematch. And I'll even go as far as to say, it'll be an even clearer cut win for Triple G. Because Canelo's DNA is not that of a stamina guy. He will never learn that. Not carrying around the extra weight either. Although I didn't think the extra weight bothered him as much as I thought it might have. The extra muscle didn't bother him as much as I thought it might have. He normally gasses and comes in and out of fights like this in his entire career, which has always made his scores really tight. But I think that if they had to do a rematch, Triple G is going to start off the same way that he started off this fight. He's going to break Canelo down for three rounds, and then he's going to come in swinging. I don't know what Canelo can do to change an outcome of this next fight because, yeah, he made a bean on the slide, but it was against two guys who have far superior footwork to Canelo Alvarez. Triple G got taken 12 rounds by the Miracle Man. Triple G got taken 12 rounds in his previous fight. He got made to look slightly vulnerable against a guy coming up from welterweight in Kel Brook until he broke his face and stopped that fight. Triple G doesn't look like he's on the slide to me. He looked strong as ever in that fight. And he will beat Canelo even more convincingly Yeah, more convincingly than he did in this fight. I honestly believe that. I don't think it's going to change. 
But both fighters are going to make a boatload of cash on a rematch. Everyone's going to buy that pay-per-view. I just tend to wonder, is Oscar De La Hoya going to let Canelo have an immediate rematch with Triple G again? They both went to war on each other. They're both going to need significant time out after this. And I'm pretty sure that if you see either fighter take only two fights next year, one will be again with each other, and the other might be of a lower caliber opponent. I think Triple G will probably want to go and destroy Billy Joe Saunders like I think he will. And he'll take that WBO belt, and then he'll have all four of them. And he will go and have that rematch with Canelo Alvarez probably around the same time next year. Hats off to Hickey Butler. This Saturday, he was in the Philippines fighting against Milan Melendo. A tough, tough fight. He showed that he still has it in him to mix it at the top level with the best in the world. He might not have come out right in this fight. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy again. Scoring-wise, I thought that he didn't do quite enough to take the title away from the champion in the Philippines in his backyard. The referee was shocking at times, especially with the cuts over both of Milan Melendo's eyes that he allowed extra time for his corner to fix. I think that was bullshit and it was rotten. But you know what? I really hope that I never see Hecky Butler fight and defend for that, that RBO belt ever again. I want him to stay in the mix of the top four belts because he deserves to be there. And I hope that Rodney Berman breaks his back making these big fights for Hickey Butler, whether he has to go to Japan, whether he has to go to Mexico to take these fights. I hope that he gets the dignity to, to be able to do that. I don't want to see him fight in Johannesburg again for an IBO belt. I really don't. I have no interest in it. He deserves to be at the top. He is one of the best fighters in the world in his division, and it's an absolute travesty if they make him fight at Emperor's Palace again, defending that IBO belt. It's meaningless to him. It was meaningless to Milan Melendo, who didn't even pay, his people didn't even pay the sanctioning fee to have that belt on the line. He was like, nah, I'm good. I got my IBF. I'm good. I don't need that. I know Gennady Golovkin has his, and he proudly defends it every time, but everyone knows he is the best, and he's got every other belt in his trophy cabinet. I don't want to see Hickey Butler fight for anything less than the Big Four ever again. And even if that means non-title eliminators to get to a WBC position, to get to a WBO, or even another IBF crack, I don't want to see Hickey Butler fight in Johannesburg again for the IBO belt. Right, that does it for me. My time is up. Tell me what you think in the comments, specifically about where you want to see Hickey Butler go next. But I can't wait for the rematch. It's going to be an absolute barn burner. All right, I'm out of time. Ciao for now.